Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. If you're a smoker or dipper looking to make a change, you really only need one reason to do it. But with Zen nicotine pouches, you can find many. Zen is America's number one nicotine pouch. It's made with only six simple ingredients. Plus, Zen is the only nicotine pouch with a 10-day hassle-free trial. There are lots of options when it comes to nicotine satisfaction, but there's only one Zen. Find your Zen online or in a store near you at zen.com slash find. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a Corolla built just for you. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Thanks for listening to the Herd Podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday on Fox Sports Radio at noon to 3 Eastern, 9 a.m. to noon Pacific. Find your local station for the Herd at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching Fox Sports Radio or FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Oh, lots going on. It is a Wednesday live in Los Angeles. It's the Herd. Wherever you may be, however you may be listening, I should button my shirt. Thanks for making us part of your day. There we go. Um, Kevin Clark of the Ringer stops by in one hour. So the NBA draft, you really like this, is tomorrow night. You're a big fan of this. You really, really into this. Now, I'll watch the first five or six picks. There's some guys that I think are interesting. Then, you know, I'll, I'll keep the TV on, but I don't attack it like I do the NFL draft because the NFL draft, there's great players, fifth, sixth, seventh round. I always feel NBA draft, there's about four impactful players mm. over the course of a draft that will, like, make an impact in the playoffs like, mm. like Wiggins did last year with the Warriors or Gordon this year. So, um we're both going to admit Victor Wembanyama's number one, right? Yes, that's obvious. Yes, yes. That's obvious. So I was thinking about that. He threw out like the first pitch, Mariners-Yankees game, and uh, thank God he's not playing baseball. It was very, very ugly. Um, he is in a very, very, very rare class. How rare? I went back to 1979, and in my opinion, Victor Wembanyama will be the 10th, not only consensus number one, but no red flags. Yes, he's thin. That's what they said about Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis didn't have any red flags. Wasn't much of a talker, but people liked him. But he was thin. Yeah, guys 6'11 and up are thin at 19 years old. A.D., Dwight Howard, LeBron, Duncan, Shaq, David Robinson, Ewing, Akeem, and Magic 1979. No red flags. Ten players, 44 years. And I'm not talking just consensus number one. When John Wall came out, he couldn't shoot. He's a guard, and he was out of control, which, by the way, in his NBA career, a lot of turnovers, a lot of points, never really elevated teammates, couldn't shoot. He was a consensus one. So was Ben Simmons, 
But Ben couldn't make the tournament. He was aloof. People didn't necessarily like him. He couldn't shoot. Both were great prospects, but I'm talking no red flags. Being thin for a big guy is not a red flag. Anthony Davis had a smaller than you, you know, waist for a big guy, but he put on weight pretty quickly. 10 for 10, what do they have in common? They're all big men. Centers, forwards, and Magic. Magic's the biggest point guard for about, you know, until recently, ever, six, eight and a half. He was a historically huge point guard. When in doubt in the draft, go size. Denver just won the championship. We know Jokic is great. What was your takeaway? Man, they're big. The Bucs a couple years ago, damn, they're big. That Raptors team, underdog beat the Warriors. Big, long. Laker team in the bubble, big. Length, big. Paolo Bancaro, number one pick in last year's draft. You see him play for Orlando, 6'10", 250. That kid is scoring points. He's just, he's just bulling over people. So my guess is, if I, if I was some NBA GM, Victor Weminyama is your number one, but I would probably take Brandon Miller over Scoot Henderson, knowing Scoot Henderson will sell more tickets, more athletic, more fun, more, more electrifying. But Brandon Miller's long, he's skilled, got a big frame, he runs the court really well, he's a big man. I've seen small dynamic guys my whole life, even the ones I love, Steph Curry. He got hurt early. He's hurt now. John Morant, banged up, hurt. Derrick Rose, John Wall, Markel Fultz. So when you watch the NBA playoffs, the takeaway isn't always who has the best player. Jokic was, but that's not who necessarily wins. It's not the most stars. Brooklyn had those a couple years ago. It's not. It is. I know we all love small ball. But by and large in this league, Steph Curry's an exception who led his team to multiple titles. When were the Warriors at their best? When they got Kevin Durant, 6'11". Go size. The only 10 since 1979. Not only consensus number ones, they don't really have any red flags at all. If you're a guard and can't shoot, that's a red flag. If you're a ball handler, out of control turnovers, that's a red flag and can't shoot. Or you're aloof. People don't like you. Can't shoot. Those are issues. Victor Weminyama's one of the ten. Um, so I saw something this morning. Not much can rock my world at you know four forty-five in the morning. But uh, I saw this this morning. Now for our radio audience, this is hard to describe. But for our TV audience, I'm going to put it up. I saw this on the interweb this morning. It's four rows, eight across. Since 2000, 23 years, the most playoff wins in the NFL. So for our radio audience, the front first row is New England almost has double everybody else, 30, Brady Belichick. But after that, it's recognizable, well-run organizations. Philadelphia, 16, Ravens, 16, Steelers, 15, Packers, 14. Um, you know, then all of a sudden you can see the Colts. A lot of that's Peyton Manning, the Chiefs at 12. That's Patrick Mahomes. Uh, you know, then you get to the second group and there's you know there's some really good t- giants with Eli Manning Niners in that the bottom row is who you'd expect Raiders Lions Cleveland you know, Jags Washington with one but look where the Cowboys are four that's with Tony Romo and Dak B plus quarterbacks that's as the richest franchise in the league 
That's with, over the last five or six years, the weaker conference. Four playoff wins in 23 years. That's half of the Carolina Panthers. That's two fewer than the Jets, who've been terrible for over a decade. That's a win less than Arizona, who players will tell you the worst run league in the team in the front league. In fact, forget 2000. You have to go back another four years before that to find Dallas's fifth playoff win. So it's five. And like 27 years. Blake Bortles. Blake Bortles since 2000 has the same number of playoff wins as Dak. In life, You are what your priorities are. You want to be the best parent? Probably what you are. Want to be the richest guy? Probably making a good living. But the Cowboys' priority, branding, money, marketing, business, Jerry, dollars. And they have made a fortune. Their practice facilities are remarkable. Jerry's world is remarkable. His yacht is unbelievable. New England leads this chart. What were the sayings in New England during the dynasty? Do your job, no days off. That was their priority. Winning. No luxury. Wasn't about branding. Wasn't about marketing. Brady didn't do a commercial of note for 10 years. Do your job. No days off. I know. It's that whole toxic willfulness that people talk about. It works. So I I say this every year with the Dallas Cowboys, and I'll say it again. Eh, That'll be pretty good. Six or seven really good players. Maybe one star. That's what they've been for the last 25 years. Six or seven pretty good players. One star. Now it's Micah. Micah's their big star. But not a legitimate Super Bowl contender. There are three guarantees in the last 25 years of my life. Death taxes and the Cowboys being overvalued. Four playoff wins. Put that chart up again. Isn't that unbelievable? They are in the class. They're not slightly above it. They're in the class of what we view as the worst-run franchise in the league for the last 20 years. The Texans, the Raiders, Washington, Cleveland and Detroit. That's in the same group, Arizona. Until Burrow, Cincinnati. It's, they're in the same class. That's what they are. With Romo and Dak, with the best funding, with the biggest brand, in a state with no income tax, highly attractive to free agents. Middle of the country. Big brand. On Fox. Four playoff wins. 23 years. Got to go back four more years to get the fifth. J-Mac, and you think I'm hard on the New York Jets. Your Jets have two more wins. Yeah, I probably should be sending Mark Sanchez a text right now. He alone has four playoff wins as a Jets quarterback. And all were on the road. I remember all of them fondly. Um, <laughs> listen, I, it, this is staggering. And if you look at that list, three of the top four teams are in the AFC. So it's tough to even make an argument that while the NFC's been loaded, Dallas has struggled in the postseason. No. They just, well, they, they've been pretty bad, pretty rotten. Here it is, yeah. So and, Patriots, and, Ravens, and, Steelers. Yeah, and, and whether or not we all love the coach or whatever, 
those we view as well-run franchises. I, I would say uh, there's eight per row. The Hunt family, you know, Al, Paul Allen, Packers, Roonies, Ravens, Bob Kraft, Jed York. Most of those in the front row we look at, it, it's some, not all of them have had great quarterbacks. Philadelphia. Yeah. Some have had great quarterbacks and no owner. Green Bay. Some are more known for defense than offense. Steelers. Yeah. But, I mean, what you see in that front row is generally well-run operations. Yeah. That's one constant. From the top down. Yeah. Owner matters. You know, and uh, if I could take a dig at a team I don't like, uh, is that the Miami Dolphins with one playoff win this century? <laughs> the Miami Dolphins. With that owner, uh, Stephen Ross, who gets in trouble, yeah. Yeah, well, they have never been able to rebound from losing Dan Marino. They yeah. just haven't. Yeah, and the other thing about Miami's interesting is a lot of times they're, like, close to 500. They've rarely been awful, but they've had so many coaching moves and so much chaos. And if you look at the bottom, yeah. the one thing you'd say about Stephen Ross, he's not been a great owner. Has not. Now, yeah. Miami's supposed to be this free agent destination. Oh, they've sunny, landed, the they've landed some good players. Huh, really? One playoff win this century? I know. So it's, uh, it's, it is interesting, right? I love it. That's a great, a great little chart you pulled. There. I was nice, nice saw job. that at five in the morning. Got all worked. Up. I thought you would open up bashing Kevin Durant uh, for his comments, but I'm assuming you'll save it for later. Um, Kevin Durant's fine. I love Kevin Durant. He's my guy, but geez, Jiminy, <laughs> come on now, KD. Be sure to catch live editions of the Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific, on Fox Sports Radio, FS1, and the iHeartRadio app. The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. The code is Herd H E R D. New customers can bet five bucks, get one hundred and fifty dollars instantly in bonus bets. That's only at DraftKings Sportsbook, and only with the code Herd H E R D. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issue. CDKNG.com slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. 
Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Probably good news for the New York Giants, although they don't have a choice. Saquon Barkley, their star running back, and the Giants are now resuming talks for a long-term contract because the Giants have to sign him. Um, If you take out Saquon Barkley from the Giants, they only have one other what I would call elite skill player in an offensive league, Darren Waller, tight end, and he's rarely available. He's missed uh, 14 games in two years. He's really talented, but you get him about every other week. So Saquon Barkley has in 2023 what almost no running back has, leverage. That's what happens when you overpay for an average quarterback. They have to have him. So you have to go back to a young Zeke in Dallas where you had a running back, Jerry signed him two years early, that the team felt like we've got to sign him to elevate our young quarterback. Um, New York sports has mostly been disappointing, ugly, uh, underachieving, and a disaster for the last 10 to 12 years. The Yankees and the Mets are following suit this year, both disappointing. Brooklyn Nets went and got three stars, imploded. And a big reason why is poor ownership and poor management. And there's another reason. We know that when stars and superstars leave organization, coach or quarterback, basketball star, uh, chaos follows. Brady leaves New England. They're a 500 team. They went from the reigning dynasty for 20 years to a 500 team. May finish fourth this year. Tim Duncan left the Spurs. They got the number one pick tomorrow. Uh, Jim Harbaugh left the Niners. They were a mess the following year. But you never think about this with the New York Giants. Eli Manning. So he had a 16-year career, but I would say 12 were prime years. Year two, he was 11-5. and And year 13, he was 11-5. and So for 12 years, Eli Manning was fantastic. Six playoff appearances. At that time, the NFC was better. He was in a very good division. And beat Brady and Belichick head-to-head twice. Throws to David Tyree and Mario Manningham. Suboptimal wide receiving targets, tight end targets. Those were his big completions. If you take the Giants out of Eli Manning's prime until today, 31 66 and 1. They're awful. It's the second worst team in the NFL. Last 25 years, one player, one player in his prime for 12 years has held this team together. Otherwise, they're a mess. Second worst team in the league. 10 coaches, last 10, two really good. Cross your fingers, Brian Dable. We know with Harbaugh, he's a star. We know with Brady and with Duncan. I don't think people understand how good Eli Manning was. I mean, Plaxico was his one great wide receiver, briefly. Mario Manningham, David Tyree, had a very good coach. I like Tom Coughlin a lot. But this management with the Giants, the GMs, Gettleman was a mess. Jerry Reese was hit and miss. But take out the prime 
of a great player, what are they? They're awful. That's why they have to sign Saquon Barkley, because they have so overpaid for a C quarterback. Maybe C-plus if you, if you count the Vikings games. J-Mac with the news. No, 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 no. Turn on the news. This is the Herdline News. Start with Sean Payton and the Broncos. Big, big offseason for the team. And according to safety Kareem Jackson, Payton is doing things that Jackson hasn't seen in his 13-year NFL career. Saying, it's no disrespect to any of my other coaches. Payton's attention to detail and the way he's teaching everybody, the younger guys might not understand it now. I know later on they will appreciate it. Some of the things that he's doing now, I haven't experienced. Well, that's what happens when you have a great coach. Same with Andy Reid. Players say stuff like that. Oh, I, we didn't do these details. Oh, we didn't do that. I mean, I like Vic Fangio. He's a coordinator. Nathaniel Hackett is probably a position coach. Sean Payton's a legend. The gap in any business between legend and a position coach, a coordinator, it's a its a massive gap in this league. We... Especially, I mean, there was always a gap, J-Mac. There was always a gap in this league between the best coaches and the average coaches. But then you throw in the cultural shift now, where the league is basically said for safety priorities, you can't do this, 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 this defensively. So now the gap between the elite offensive coaches, McVay, Reed, Peyton, Shanahan, I think Mike McDaniel's going to become one. Zach Taylor may be that guy. But, I mean, like, really high on offensive coaches... And average defensive coaches, it is a mile. I mean, we the last three years, look at the teams in the final four. Offensive coach, offensive coach. Last year, Super Bowl, offensive coach, offensive coach. Also, Peyton had a year off to really recalibrate, maybe look at some new ways to attack uh, offensively. And when he was in here for all fall, like he would talk about stuff that he's seeing in the league right now, and he's just like, man, you could see the wheels turning in his head. I would not be surprised if Denver just looks like incredible out of the gate. I saw, different. I saw a story yesterday. You, you don't know what to trust on the Bird app, but it was like Josh Jacobs and the Raiders not getting along. Denver's name came up. And I thought, what bank are they using? Aren't they out <laughs> of money? I mean, they've got some good young players they haven't paid yet, but they went and got the Raiders' backup quarterback to weaken the Raiders if, if Garoppolo got hurt, right? Like, So now there's rumors Denver likes Josh Jacobs, who's a horse he's a great running back I, I don't know how they'd afford him but i saw it on the internet last night and i thought when we were sitting here for 20 weeks with sean payton he's yeah. going a so, million i went to dinner with him one time he's going a million miles an hour above the shoulders he's right, thinking yeah. about stuff he he taught me more than any guest i've ever had and i'm not sure there's a second place that was another meal where uh i did not get extended the invite um uh, yeah. but anyways you mentioned josh jacobs complaining about the raiders didn't Devonte adams just complain about them a couple weeks ago <laughs> What a disaster that is. All right, let's move on to the NBA. Um, NBA offseason is heating up. Now, listen, this LeBron story, uh, I was not aware of it, uh, but according to Bill Ryder of CBS Sports, the duo of LeBron and AD may be wearing thin, and there's a power struggle between Rob Palinka and LeBron. Here's Bill Ryder. I've heard he's over Anthony Davis. He's frustrated with the guy. He doesn't believe in his toughness for obvious reasons. So I'm extremely curious if the Lakers, I don't think they will, but do anything really bold. There's a bit of a power struggle or a political struggle going on between LeBron and Polinka. LeBron obviously wants what he wants, but I think Polinka's got some political capital now with Jeannie Buss and that organization. 
And, and frankly, with all of us who thought he was just an idiot, not, he's not as it relates to being a GM. So I don't think Polinka is just going to bow down to what LeBron wants, especially moving on from Anthony Davis. But I do think that LeBron's over AD, and I think there's a, you know, not 0% chance that something like that could happen. Uh, by the way, when I suggested this late in the year, people reached out to me. People reached out to me in the higher echelon of LeBron's camp. That, well, where did you hear that? All I'm saying is LeBron watched Jokic and AD, and AD showed up every other game offensively. Supposed to be in his prime. Didn't Jokic average a triple-double against him? Jokic Something ate him like alive. That. Now, now AD not only couldn't stop him, but AD's offense. I mean, LeBron yeah. in his prime... Did never got dominated in okay. a series. So AD in that series was dominated by Jokic. Let's do let's do what we do. Let's spin this forward. Okay. LeBron upset with AD. Goes to Palinka. He can't just go up to Palinka and say, what are we doing? It's LeBron. He's got to have a game plan. Please tell me it does not involve Kyrie Irving. And there's something else out there no. that you can get for Anthony Davis. I, I, I think LeBron likes Anthony Davis because I think LeBron mostly gets along with every teammate he's just a very fun he, he, he LeBron has an ego but I think LeBron mostly elevates teammates I've never I've never met a guy in the league that said they hated playing with LeBron I've talked to six or seven guys everybody likes LeBron he's fine I, I mean yeah, I, mean, I would hope they didn't hate playing with LeBron. Well, he, he made them champions because well, he's one of the best players in the history of the world. Well, it's the same, like, same thing. Is that, but be that as it may, nobody. You know, I mean, there were players that did not like Michael Jordan. Orlando Woolridge didn't like him. Yeah, but by, back then, Jordan wasn't winning anything. He was just putting up padding stats. So I don't think LeBron and AD are at odds, but I think LeBron's a really smart basketball player, watches Jokic in his prime dominate him, understands that AD gives you offense about every other game, and he can't win a championship okay. that way. LeBron goes to Palenka. Damian Lillard's going to ask out here pretty soon. Miami wants him. Milwaukee Bucks might want him. Can we get Damian Lillard for Anthony Davis? Would you, could, would you consider that? Portland Trailblazers? What is the... Who is the player I said midseason to keep your eye on? It's repercolating. Paul George. I think it works. So Clippers, Paul George. Okay. I, I could get wait, into wait. that. Paul George to Portland, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So the Clippers last year were the second oldest team. Portland was the fourth youngest, and Portland has three first-round picks. Mm. The Clippers are moving into a new building in a year. Going to try to sell that season yeah. ticket holders to Kawhi Leonard and Paul George or Scoot Henderson or uh, the kid you like in Portland, Simons. Simons. I mean, Shaden Sharp is a better Okay, but my takeaway is the Clippers are old, and they've got to get yeah. young, and they're going into a new building, and they've got to have a young star. Can you imagine going into the new building with Paul George and Kawhi, and neither's available to play on opening night? So I keep your eye, and what, are the, what does Dame need? He needs a wing. Keep your eye on the it's rumors are happening with Paul George. There's a story this morning that the Clippers are thinking about that. breaking if him up. If I'm Portland, give up um, the number three pick. I get Paul George. I give you Wait, so Portland keeps Dame? Portland keeps Dame. Dame oh. says I want to stay. Dame, Paul George, you've got some size. You give up the number three pick and one of your young players. It's I, I mean, those. Can, can we need to work on getting LeBron a little bit better. I want to see LeBron make another deep playoff run. He's I want to help the Warriors and the Lakers. Okay, I don't want to help the Clippers. They're not they're not fun to watch. Final story. Now, Colin, we could do an hour on this. Okay, 
Yesterday, we talked about Kevin Durant being, you know, trigger happy on Twitter and always just firing back. You know, I've gotten in a bunch of DM scraps with him on Instagram. Well, yesterday, KD decided to respond to some fan who talked about James Harden's influence on the NBA. KD responded, fact, and one of the most influential in the history of the game. It's insane. Nobody sees it. Kevin Durant then added, Kyrie and Russ, too, inspired a whole generation. They don't get enough credit for it, though. Now, this obviously comes on the heels of Carl Anthony Towns. Remember last week, he's like, oh, I'm influential. When I'm done, people are going to be like, he taught us a lot, and he was influential, which is total bunk. But Kevin Durant's trying to sell this idea that Kyrie Irving, James Harden, and Russell Westbrook, three of the most selfish players in the NBA, inspired. are inspiring. Uh, go ahead. No. The floor is yours. I, no, no. I ranted They're, on this about my podcast. It probably went too hard at KD. They're talented. They're not inspirational. There's like like my mom was inspirational, right? Her story coming from England, her troubles as a child. That's inspirational. I think the word's wrong. People can be talented. I've I've never. Who is Kyrie inspiring? Well. And that's I mean, where you, we go into problems. He's inspiring because he was cool. He did viral videos. He did Uncle Drew. He's got the elite layup package. He's got a bunch of guys in Brooklyn who showed up at an arena and were chanting whatever nonsense. Like, he's got a crew. People are behind Kyrie. They like his whole, you know, the way he writes on social media, like Cam Newton, whatever that gibberish is. Like, he, a lot of people defend Kyrie and love him. But... Colin, I think of Kyrie Irving. I think of selfish. I don't. He's not a well, he's winning just, player. He's, he's erratic. He's a talented, erratic player. Yeah. He uh, pushes back against the establishment, saying, "I'm going AWOL. Sorry, my sister's having a birthday. Middle of the season. I'm out." Well, so a GM told me this years ago. Everybody thinks the NBA is about getting a star. No, it's not. It's about getting the right star, and that the right star is a lot about personality, not just talent. Like you know, Jason Tatum is the right kind of player. Works hard both ends. Um, Jason's a really hardworking kid. He gets better every year. You know, Jalen Brown in Boston, same thing. He gets better every year. Those are the right kind of stars. Be that a champion, you know, a ring or not, those are the right kind of stars. Kyrie's a star, but I don't think he elevates teammates. I think he's selfish. I think he plays when he wants. I think he's hard to play with. So you can get both. I mean, Kyrie's got a ring and Tatum doesn't. Who would you build around? Not even close. Yeah. I'd build around Jason Tatum, not Kyrie Irving. I, I say the word inspiring. Don't you think leader? Leaders inspire. Is James Harden a leader? No, he's talented. Is Kyrie Irving a leader? No, he's talented. Is Russell Westbrook a leader? Uh, very productive and talented. He's been on like six teams in six years for a reason. I know. He's not a leader. And and that's... Yeah, we're, we're, these three guys are leading an entire generation of young basketball players I don't to think... only care about... Dribbling, sidestep threes, flashy highlight I, reel stuff. I, I, not leading teams and well, being winning players. I believe that we do a disservice to basketball a little bit in the media. That we talk about the erratic players. We talk about Jaw. We talk about Zion. But if you look at the NBA and you're totally honest, the best players in the league, Steph, Jokic, Giannis, LeBron, are stable, um, coachable. Um, adaptable. I don't think they get as much press because they're not as uh, inflammatory. Uh, they're not on Instagram. I think 90% of the stars in the league I would love to build around. Devin Booker, Jamal Murray. I mean, the list goes on and on. You want to go and but, play with them. But I think, you know, and we do a bit of a disservice. That's why I don't like talking about Kyrie Irving, and I, and I try not to talk about Westbrook in big segments. I think we do a disservice. I think they're outliers where... 
they're dynamic but flawed. They can be rigid. I think I think when I think of Kyrie, the word I think of is erratic. They're going to the Hall of Fame. We got that. I, we know they put up big points and, and they're talented. We get all that. But inspiring is a whole different ball of wax or whatever the saying yeah, is. I, I, I really like KD. I really do. I, I, I also have come to terms in my life that sometimes I just see the world differently. Like I've had people who are smart and successful and they they voted for Donald Trump. And I'm like, yeah, we see the world differently, but they weren't dummies. Like not everybody, you know, so <clears throat> I, I think I just come to terms. I see the world of basketball different than KD. He plays it. He's in it. Um, he's a bit of a wanderer. I would have never in one minute decided I mean, to leave Steph for Kyrie, that would I would be like that would be like leaving Mahomes for you know whoever's erratic in the in Baker Mayfield. Or be like what what no now Baker's not as good as Kyrie as a comp. Right. But I, I mean I think just I just I, I've come to terms with Aaron Rodgers and Kevin Dar- Garnett, uh, Kevin Durant. Just see the world differently than I do. So what? Let's guess here. Why is Kevin Durant saying something like this? Now, Why defend, would he put this out there? Because he's friends and he wants to defend his guys. And I think he, you know, he knows it's being read. That's a lot of it. He knows it's being read. It's disappointing. Oh, it is what it is. It's Durant. J-Mac with the news. Well, that's the news. And thanks for stopping by. The Herd Live so, News. So, really bad news on my next opinion for J-Mac. Kevin Clark Ringer next hour. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. What do you get when you combine a three-time manager of the year and a three-time national sports writer of the year? It's the Book of Joe podcast. Hey, this is Tom Verducci from Fox Sports, MLB Network, and Sports Illustrated. And I'm Joe Madden, and we're going to be around to talk a little bit about managerial decisions, playoff games, and what may have occurred in the dugout maybe in the 1980s. I can't wait for this, Joe. We're going to dive into what goes on in the dugout and behind the scenes in Major League Baseball. Cars, wine, whatever else we want to talk about. Listen to the Book Joe podcast on the iHeartRadio app, on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, it's the Herd. The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn five bucks into one hundred and fifty dollars instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. Any. That's right. To celebrate college basketball's most frenzied time of the year, it's here. DraftKings is giving new customers a shot to rack up bonus bets. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Code heard once again, new customers. Bet five and get 150 instantly in bonus bets. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Code heard. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. 
featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Saturday, it's baseball night in America on Fox. The Astros and the Dodgers have history. Now, the two perennial title contenders collide again as Jose Altuve leads Houston against Mookie Betts in L.A. Or the Twins take on the Tigers. It all begins at 7 Eastern on Fox. Uh, sometimes we have, uh, we romanticize history. I was, I was thinking about this the other day. I read a story. I think it was in the Atlantic. And the story was about how our brains work. So people tend to react in the present tense. Today, tomorrow, yesterday, the present tense, to negativity. But the way our mind works we tend to remember positive things. I've said this before. I grew up in the Pacific Northwest. The town I grew up in, um, it rained all the time. It's one of the wettest places in the continental United States. I don't remember in my childhood a rainy day. I remember driving my bikes in the summer, my little motorbike over the sand dunes, playing with my dog Corky in the sand dunes. I uh, remember hanging out at the docks in Westport, Washington. I remember playing basketball with my friend Jack Jones at his house. I don't remember a single rainy day because that's the way our brains work. That's why women can have six, seven kids. They don't remember pain. You don't remember struggles. You tend to remember good times. But in the moment, you feed off negativity. That's why a lot of times you follow negative people on the internet or you're attracted. You can't stop reading your mentions. That's the way our brains work. And so people look at Matt Stafford coming to the Rams and winning a Super Bowl and they forget how tough and turbulent it was in the middle of the season. If they don't go out and get Vaughn Miller and OBJ, they don't get and win the Super Bowl. It got choppy in the middle of the season with Matt Stafford and McVay and Whitworth and Cooper Cup and Jalen Ramsey and Aaron Donald. They were stacked. They don't get to the Super Bowl without Vaughn Miller and OBJ. Those guys were really important. People forget Tom Brady. Team was 7-5. and five. They got a huge break. They got a bye late in the season and then faced two teams with interim coaches, Detroit, Atlanta, they faced the weakest teams on their schedule. They got healthy and they got hot against horrible teams and then got a little bit of a break in scheduling in the playoffs. And so I saw Jordan Whitehead was in Tampa with Tom and now he's a Jet with Aaron Rodgers. And he said, it's the same thing, feels the exact same way. It's like, oh, it's not. First of all, Tom cherry-picked a stacked roster. Aaron was traded to the Jets. 
But think about it. Brady went to a roster that was stacked with productive wide receivers, productive tight ends, loaded front seven. Offensive line was ranked seventh by PFF. It just had a hole at right tackle, and they drafted, drafted Tristan Wirfs. O-line, receiver, tight end, front seven, loaded. Oh, yeah, he went to a Super Bowl-winning offensive coach. He cherry-picked a weak division. His only threat was an old Drew Brees and a weaker conference. Aaron was traded to a team with very young receivers. They don't have a great tight end. The O-line's not close to elite. It's an unproven defensive head coach in a stacked division in a significantly tougher conference. Brady picked, patiently picked a stacked roster, then brought Gronk with him, right? He picked a stacked roster and cherry-picked three to four guys. Aaron traded to a roster with question marks, no recent momentum, and offensively, you're crossing your fingers at left tackle. Despite all that with Aaron Rodgers, despite Matt Stafford going to a team with a Hall of Famer corner, Jalen Ramsey, Aaron Donald, Cooper Cup, Andrew Whitworth, a brilliant young coach, they needed to go get Von Miller and OBJ stars to really get them out of the bumps and the turbulence of midseason. And despite that with Brady, they were 7-5, and five, 12 games in, stacked roster, my point is, it's not the same. Aaron was traded to a team with a really good defense, but lots of question marks, and it should be noted, and J-Mac would admit this, if you have a great offense, it will be great next year, and next year, and next year. There's dependability with a great offensive coach, a great quarterback, a good old line, weapons. Defense is weird in the NFL. A lot of it depends on the quality of quarterbacks you faced. So you will see regularly in the NFL a defense be rated number three in the league and then become rated 14. Number four in the league and at 17 because you face better quarterbacks. I mean, the sport now is tilted toward the offense. You can only do so much. So again, if the Jets have to face Mike McDaniel and Tua twice, okay, it's different. Mac Jones with an offensive coordinator, Juju Smith-Schuster, maybe DeAndre Hopkins twice, that's a different team. So my takeaway is our, our brains go back to Tom Brady and Matt Stafford. Oh, I just remember holding the trophy. Those were bumpy rides. Brady needed a buy late and an incredibly fortuitous schedule. And Matt Stafford, surrounded by studs everywhere and a proven offensive coach, needed Vaughn Miller. Don't you remember when Vaughn Miller came to the Rams? I thought he was done. I was like, he's shot. He was fantastic. Von Miller was unbelievable. He, in fact, he was so good, he got a massive contract with Buffalo. And then OBJ, everybody was like, oh, he's a distraction in Cleveland. Remember how surprised we were, how good he was by week two? He immediately had an impact to the Rams. Uh, you couldn't double Cooper Cup. So it's like this idea that Aaron, who was Stafford, said, I want to go to L.A. Brady said, I want to go to Tampa. The Jets said, you're going to New York. I'm just saying, our memories, oh, it's all holding trophies. Brady and Stafford needed breaks and help with much, much better. 
That Rams team had, think about how good that Rams team won the Super Bowl is. Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey, Cooper Cup, OBJ, Vaughn Miller, Andrew Whitworth. Those are Hall of Fame level players. Now, OBJ won't because he's missed too many games. The rest of those guys are going to make the Hall of Fame. Just saying, it's not the same. Memory only remembers the good stuff. Those were bumpy, bumpy rides, and they got breaks. Now, the Jets may get a break at the trading deadline and find somebody. I think it's a, I think the, the one thing I'll say this year that you're going to see is because next year's NFL draft has two superstar-level quarterbacks, like two, two A-plus-plus guys. If, if teams start out one and seven, you can go shopping. You may be able to go to an Arizona or a Raiders and just go shopping mm. and take good players. Would not be surprised. So that's the advantage for the teams at the top because I think the Jets' schedule, the, here's another thing. Brady got very lucky with his stacked roster because their schedule was incredibly weak late. The best quarterback he faced, I think he faced Mahomes, Rodgers, but he got an old Drew Brees. Aaron's schedule in a highly intense, urgent, loud media market is brutal to start. Like hard. So if they go 3-3, three and three, the Wolves are out. There's a lot of criticism. How does he react to that? He can be kind of rabbit ears from time to time. So I, I just think there's a lot of potential bumps for Aaron. I do think they'll be good. And I do think at the trade deadline... With a couple of teams looking at Caleb Williams and may just go south fast, there's going to be an ability to pick up players at the trading deadline. On you know, Arizona's got five or six interesting players. Raiders have four or five interesting players. They could be available. Um, yeah, I, can I ask? You said Brady went to a stacked roster in Tampa. Was, okay, they missed the playoffs. Jameis was like the well, pick Jameis, six machine. Yeah, he's a, okay. So they had Evans and Godwin, but. If memory serves, they added Fournette because Brady went there. I think Ant Antonio Brown because Brady went there. Gronk right. came out of retirement, right? Yeah. Um, so, like, they went there to play with Brady. Yeah. Rodgers goes to New York and kind of drags Alan Lazard. Who's a number three receiver. Uh, I mean, Antonio Brown, was a he was like the number three or four guy when he went to That's the That's because they had great players. I mean, think about Garrett, their weapons. Garrett Wilson. Think about the I first year one weapons. Year. I won't even count the running backs. It was Cameron Brait was the third receipt for third. Gronk was OJ Howard. OJ Howard was yeah. um, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Scott. Scotty Miller, a uh, Antonio Brown. Uh, I won't count Tyler Johnson. Um, I, mean, I mean, that's a lot of players. And remember that offensive line: Ali Marpet, great. Ryan Jensen, great. Donovan Smith, Smith passable left tackle. And then they drafted. Tristan Wirfs, Wirfs was who incredible. was a yeah. home run at rape. He may have been the second best right tackle in the league by the end of I his rookie I think he allowed year. like no sacks. Yeah, I mean, so, it was insane numbers. So yeah. they went out. They had a real issue on their own line. They hit a home run with it. So, But your point is great. So Tampa struggled. They were, I think, 7-5 and five going into the bye week. It was, and then it was choppy. The famous Brady and Bruce Arians golf, whatever it was, then they sorted things out. Stafford was struggling. I'll never forget sitting in a bar watching the pick sixes and an awful game against oh, yeah, awful. middle of the season against the Titans. Remember that it got really. So they choppy. both were, I think, seven and five, and then they excelled. If the Jets start slow, let's not say it's over. It's a failure. Let's just let them, everybody know they might start slow. The schedule is tough, but they will be much, much, much better November, December. Right? I think that's very fair. I think they'll be choppy early, um, but I'm all I'm saying is this stuff is more turbulent than we think it is. That Stafford and those Brady years, that stuff was choppy. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. 
the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. If you're a smoker or dipper looking to make a change, you really only need one reason to do it. But with Zen Nicotine Pouches, you can find many. Zen is America's number one nicotine pouch. It's made with only six simple ingredients. Plus, Zen is the only nicotine pouch with a 10-day hassle-free trial. There are lots of options when it comes to nicotine satisfaction, but there's only one Zen. Find your Zen online or in a store near you at zen.com find. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. The best athletes don't just play the game, they change it. When it comes to investing, Gainbridge is doing the same. Their online platform does things differently because it's designed to put you in charge of growing your own savings. It's intuitive, it's easy, and best of all, it's on your terms. No wonder Gainbridge has earned the trust of 40% repeat customers. It's a better way to invest because it's investing your way. Get started today at Gainbridge.io.